It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. Thank God. It's Friday. Thank God. It's Friday. Thank God. It's Friday. As far as friends go, family matters most. Like Carl's Winslow, look in my window, but don't you clamor. I got a full house, like DJ Tanner, step by step, I'm a perfect stranger, so sit back, relax, there's no fear of danger, did I do that, have mercy, don't be ridiculous, it's only 8.30, got it dude, now cut it out, TGIF is what it's all about, we gon' have some fun, let me show you how it's done. Welcome to week number 220. Five of the two guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. It's 1994, Steve. We're there. We've made it. It's 1994 in the world of TGIF. Well, in that world of TGIF. In our world of TGIF, it's uh, 2024. We're looking back 30 years of what happened in the world of that TGIF, though, 94. And uh, we've got a full week for you this week. I love 1994. It was a good year for pop culture. Great year. Great year. Music. So much going on. Doesn't movies. It's going to start right away with the news. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, Thank you to 10 Untouchable for the theme song this week. Ooh, 10 Untouchable. Thank you. T-G-I-F-Cast at gmail.com. That's the email address if you need to send us anything, including your own version of the theme song at TGIFCast on all social media to get all the updates about this show. Yep, that's where you can find us. Uh, We said we've got a full week of episodes. We do like to see what was going on in the world the week these episodes would have aired. Now, we know that they aired back in 94. What was the actual date that they aired? This would have been Friday, January 7th, 1994. I got two stories for you. They're both sports. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> okay. First one, January 1st was the opening of a brand new baseball stadium. Uh, it beca- it was named the best baseball stadium in 2008, which is way after 94. Um, Jacobs Field in, uh, what was that? It's in Cleveland, Ohio, right? Cleveland, Ohio. Indian Stadium opened January first, ninety four. They moved that no, big, no, Wait, in Cleveland, Cleveland. What did I say? You're right, Cleveland. You're right. You're right. They moved that uh, big old Indian over the next day. I don't even think it's still there anymore. Might be. They're not the well, Indians they're anymore. Not, they're not the Indians anymore. Um, they changed the name of of it from Jacobs Field to Progressive, like mm-hmm. 2007 or something like that. But uh, I I went there last year. Did you? I did. Good stadium. Uh, little out, I, little outdated, maybe. I probably outdated is the problem. It was, yeah, it's not my favorite. Not at so, a stadium I've been in, to. Somehow in 2008, it was best stadium. Well, that's um, that's what was surprising me. I wonder if just kind of in 2008, it was, you know, it was the best of what you got. I think that's but, right uh, after it changed from um, from Jacobs to Progressive. So maybe they did some updates and stuff at that point. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, yeah, interesting. Opened up on the first. That's that. Now, one of Guardians, one of the biggest stories of 1994. Bo Jackson? Does it have to do with Bo Jackson? It is related to sports, as I've already said. But on January 6th, 1994, U.S. figure skating champion Nancy Kerrigan is attacked by Tanya Harding's bodyguard at the U.S. Championships in Detroit. Scandalous. Still talked about today. Movie came out like a year Scandalous. Or two ago. She goes on to win the championships the next day. And uh then it's just a mess from there. Wait, she got her she got hit? No, no, Tanya got, won. That's what I thought. Okay, okay. I was like, wait, that didn't make sense. Tanya's uh, bodyguard attacked Nancy. Tanya went on to win. Right, the next right, day. right, right. Yeah, because it shattered her knee. I mean, there were other people competing, right? Well, yeah, but you're not going to take out the people you can beat. Yeah, that's true. Oh, 94, you're starting off strong. Love it. I'm so excited. I love 1994. Like, seriously, if you were like, what's your favorite year? I'd be like, I don't know, man, maybe 1994. So much good stuff. How old were you in 94? 12. You remember pretty well? 
I mean, I remember the music in the movies and stuff. And the, the thing is, like, most of the music that I really loved is probably we're probably not going to talk much about because it was not like Hot 100 music. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like alternative rock and things like that that were yeah. on, you know, you know, modern rock radio back then. But uh, man, '94 was just a good and and a good year for like the good stuff. But there's also a lot of like kind of bad, memorable stuff that happened in '94. One of the radio stations sure. around here did like uh, an eras thing for uh-huh. New Year's, where they would play like a block of music from every year, from whatever to whenever. And when they sure. started playing '94 songs, it was just like boom, 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 boom. It was great. So good. So good. It's such a good year. It's and the movies are good. Everything pop culture wise. 94 was fire. So 99 is probably the only year that comes close in my mind to 94. So what about the movies and music? What was number one starting it all off? Well, so for the movies, we we still have a little bit of a carryover. Um, Miss Doubtfire is is back at number one. We had the Pelican Brief for two weeks. Miss Doubtfire is back. Um, And then we will. We'll really get into the bulk of 94 next year, but we're, Mrs. Doubtfire still comes and goes for, like, the next couple of weeks. It's a big movie. So, I mean, I know it's kind it of 93, movie. kind of 94. Into 94, but, but still a big movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we still have uh, Mariah Carey, Hero, is is the number one song. So, All right. That's what we got there. We do have one birthday. Okay. Uh, I'm keeping her on the calendar for as, until you tell me I shouldn't anymore. Brooke but Thies. I'm going to do it. Well, she will always be on. Uh, but along the same lines, Miss Megan Halderman, uh, J- or December 31st, New Year's Eve. Happy birthday, Megan. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate, really appreciate it. it. It was a good time. We'll, it really uh, was. It was one of my favorite interviews. We'll have you back anytime you want to come on. She's on an episode of Boy Meets World. We can have her on hey. uh, in 19, 1997, 2027. All right. Anything else before we get into these episodes this week? Uh, No. We're starting off. You know it's at 8 o'clock. It's Family Matters Season 5, Episode 13. Rock and Roll is the name of the episode. Starts off, we're like on the stage at the school. Steve's wheeling out this giant fan, like, I don't know, 10 feet tall. Um, Pushing it out onto the stage. There's a sign in the background. It says, the Scholarship Fund Welcomes Shanice. We we remember Shanice, Shanice, right? I mean, she's not been in the show. There was a different pop star that Eddie oh. fell in love with. Oh, in the, this is in not the, the same person. I got real. But Shanice is on. a real R and B pop star from the nineties. I mean, her probably they don't even mention her most famous song. I don't know. It might, it might not have come out yet in the uh, episode, but she did. I love your smile. Do you remember that song? No. I love your smile. Wait a minute. Who was the other pop star girl that Eddie liked? Oh, I was trying to remember. I thought it was the same person because they like went off the airport together. And no, no, no. I know it seems like that when Shanice shows up because of how friendly they are. But they explain that. They explain how they met. Um pretty quickly but it is not i can't remember Tr- tracy does that sound right i tracy thought my short-term something? memory was kicking in and uh, i just forgot uh, they met it where they met and everything so no no no, no. Yeah, okay it's i can't tra- i want to say i'll find it you keep talking i'll, yeah. I'll find it it's- so steve's pushing up this giant fan waldo comes out he's got one of those little tiny like battery powered fans that you hold in your hand he's like steve you should get one of these and then uh it's easier to carry <laughs> yeah steve's uh, going over to talk to laura uh, about this concert that she's putting on. It's this benefit concert. They're trying to raise money for the school. Is it specific, uh, for like a scholarship? For scholarship. Right? For scholarships. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm impressed that they got Shanice to show. I don't. I'm curious as to how. I want to know that story. Well, like, is she one? Is she one of Waldo's uncles? They're on a TV show. Our cousins. That's why. Oh, okay. Steve uh, then tells Laura that uh, he's gonna have a big old birthday party coming up this weekend. He's hoping that a lot of people invited so far on the list. Steve, Laura, and Cake. All right. And he didn't uh, want to, he didn't want to invite his parents. Didn't want to invite his parents. Apparently no Myra's one's coming out of town. to this party. Myra, Myra's out of town. Yeah. Um and then Mildred comes in. Is this the first time we've met Mildred? Yes, I think so, is. right? And I think it's the only time we meet Mildred. She's a what, like a teacher, like some kind of teacher. guide yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comes in, asks about this giant fan. Steve's like oh. Tracy Spencer. Tracy Spencer was the previous R and B star that Eddie had a relationship with, and that's what he called her. He called her Tracy on the show. Yeah, yeah. Her, that, she's a real person. That was her name. She played herself, just like Shanice is playing herself. <sighs> I'm not alright with this. Anyways. 
She's <laughs> like, on stage. why you got this big old fan? He's like, well, let me show you. It's going to be awesome. When uh, Shanice comes out, we can blow a fog. It'll be awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Let me show you how it works. Turns it on. Everything starts blowing. The whole, like, ten people on stage are blowing off to the side. Steve's entire clothing blows off. He's now just in his underwear, his glasses, pants, his shirt all blow off. Waldo goes over to the backside, turns it off while we get a, did I do that from Steve? And Waldo's like, I hope you learned your lesson, and then blows his little fan in his own face. Little Steve Urkel's ripped when you got, when when all of his clothes come off. He's got that, like, six-pack. He's tough to play the nerd at that yeah point. the live studio audience made sure that we knew that as well the live studio audience in this episode was out of control when urkel rolls out with that big fan they go insane for no reason just they go they go crazy for like weasel coming out on this show they do <laughs> they do they were they were really feeling it they were like we're kicking off the new year right so all right, so then we go, theme song, we come back to Eddie. He's on the couch. He's checking himself out in his uh, dual mirror setup. The doorbell rings. It's Shanice. They get right into it like they were dating 10 episodes ago, but apparently they weren't. This is some other pop star, and they start making out on the couch. This, well, and they do say this is their six-month anniversary that they met at Mighty Weenie six months ago. Yeah. Um, so... They're making I reiterate out. a pass point, by the way. They could just do a show on the Mighty Weenie with the with the people that work there, the things that happened to Mighty Weenie. Just that would have been the spinoff. Yeah. So then I, I can't remember if someone walks in at this point to make them stop kissing, but does, not important. The important thing is Eddie yeah. is like, hey, Shanice, I wrote this song. I hope you'll check it out. And she's like, yeah, let me take a look at it. He's like, oh, don't worry. It's, it's real whack. You don't need to look at it or anything. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, this isn't whack at all. Let me, uh, let me, can I take this with me? Is what she says. So, I'm about to steal your, I'm about to steal your music. That's sir. what I thought. She's, it's going to be one of those, like, uh, she shows this song to her manager and says, I wrote this new song and then makes it her own. And it doesn't look like that's what's happening. Well, I mean, it does nah, look like that's, that's happening. Happen. It does She's happen. serious about this. Is a, this is a serious relationship for her. Serious relationship. Um, we find out uh, they're just going to go hang out at the mall because that's what Eddie likes to do. So they're just going to go hang, which you would think Shanice is going to get bombarded at the mall, right? I mean, she's like, I want to do something that normal people do. So let's go to the most popular place in the world in the 1990s where nobody will recognize me. Yeah. Um. So they go off. They go off to the mall. Uh, next scene is Laura. She's on the phone. She's calling people, trying to get people to come to Steve's birthday party. Uh, first guy she calls hangs up on her. Then Waldo and Weasel show up. Crazy applause. They're looking for Eddie. Eddie, of course, is at the mall with Shanice. And Laura invites them to the birthday party, but uh, they just laugh it off. And they're like, no way, we're going to Steve Urkel's birthday party. And then she starts, like, trying to make them feel bad about, like, well, Steve is so good to you guys. This is all the stuff that he does for you. He gave you even that uh, award for the most detentions in a row, Weasel. And then I think that's kind of, like, what reminds Weasel that Steve's an all right guy. Yeah, I mean, they both realize it. I'm surprised Waldo had as much... It took Waldo as long to come around, but, you know, I get this. It's the story. Yeah. Um, so they still don't want to come to it, but it seems like they probably will, right? No, I don't think so. At the very end, they're both, she's like, so are you going to come? And like, they look at each other and in unison, they're like, no, and then walk out. There's no, I, I didn't feel like there was, at this point, any wiggle room in what they were saying. So we go right from here to the Shanice concert. We've got the uh, Winslows in the front two rows. For some reason, Eddie's in the second row, even though he probably has more to do with her than anyone else. Well, he's been in most of his time probably upstate, you know, on stage in the background. So he's he doesn't you don't want to give him a front row seat when he's just going to be up and moving around a lot. It's a good point. So they're all in the front two rows. Little Richie's there. I think uh, Grandma Ethel is that her name Estelle. <laughs> Ethel's Estelle. dinosaurs. Estelle's family matters. Dinosaur. Right, right. She's there. They're all there. They're hanging out, and then. Remember that song from earlier in the episode? Well, she calls Eddie up on stage to sing it. Yeah. Comes up on stage, starts singing. He's okay, I guess. He's not great. Eddie's not a good singer. He sang in that other episode with Tracy What's Her Face, and it wasn't he wasn't a good singer then. It's like a duet, a lot of like and then uh the crowd loves it though. They're all they into do. it. I mean, half, good crowd. half the crowd is the Winslow family, but the crowd still loves it. And that's how we kind of end off this whole concert scene. Into the Winslow living room. Carl's looking uh, at 
Laura's birthday list for Steve, or he's looking at the list, like at all the names that are coming. He realizes his name's on there. He's like, I didn't agree to this. And then Ed- like she must have made a mistake because I'm, I'm, I don't want to go. Eddie comes downstairs and tells his parents, "Hey guys, I've done. I've put a lot of thought into this, but Shanice's manager says I'm really talented. She says I'm really talented. I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to go right into this singing career. I have what it takes. I've thought this through. I have a plan. And yeah. uh, it seems like Harriet's like, all right, well let's let's hear this plan. Like, what's going on? And Carl's like, no, this is not happening. But like." He's like, I'm going to write songs and I'm going to become famous. That's his, that's his plan. Yeah, he doesn't have a great plan. This is very, uh, you know, Corey Matthews, baseball player style plan. Very, very much. Um, Carl snaps on him at this point, too. Carl's pissed. And Harriet is much more like, well, let's talk about it and see what you've got going on. And Carl's like, no, no. And they have a blowout, blowout fight. The yeah. first of the first in this this week of father parents father kid blowouts yeah so eddie just really thinks he can do this singing thing carl says he needs to go to college eddie gets mad he's like why won't you just support me and then like goes crying upstairs that's right skip ahead it's a little later shanice comes over once again to see eddie and she tells him uh hey i can't stay long my manager got me a guest appearance on arsenio hall and uh, eddie's like well, i made you this picnic on the floor don't you want to do that instead and then he's like, and I got to tell you some news. I decided I'm going to skip college and uh, become a singer like you. And she's like, whoa, wait a minute. You're not as good as I uh, I said you were. She didn't say that, but that's what she's thinking. That is. She's like, well, that's not what we meant. We were just like, like we trying mean- to give you a little encouragement, not like quit everything <laughs> like, you've ever done. I mean, you got the yeah. mighty we need to fall back on. but uh, Yeah, this isn't a game changer, bud. This is just a, an option. And she's like, you need to go to college. I mean, he's and he's like, you didn't go to college. And she's like, but I'm going to go to college. And the, the- 0% chance that's happening. 0% chance. My plan is to take a break from happening. my singing career and go back to college. And Zero it's really important, chance. Eddie. You got to get your degree. And then... Uh, I think in the history of mankind, the only person that's ever done that is Natalie Portman. So James Franco, didn't he do it? I don't know. There's been a, there's been a few. Anyways, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's in this basket over here, this picnic basket. And uh, then her driver shows up and she's like, he's like, Miss Anish, you got to go. You're going to miss your plane. And she says, all right, Eddie, I got to go. And then Eddie's like... All right. I as she's leaving, as she's w- about to walk out the door, Carl and Harriet come downstairs, and Carl's like starstruck, and they start chatting with her. And, and Eddie's like, "Dad, I've decided I'm going to college." <laughs> You're right. And Shanice, uh, Eddie, and Shanice leave, right? Yeah, he walks her to the car, I assume, or d- rides with her to the airport like he did the last girlfriend. That's what that's what he does. And then uh, Carl and Harriet sit down and eat that bucket of chicken picnic that uh, they've got going on. He's like, them. man, I got a good kid there. I don't know if he says that, but that's what he's thinking, I guess. All right. So then uh, final scene of the episode, Laura calls Steve on the phone. She's like, hey, I got something important. And like like we always know, whenever Laura calls Steve, Steve is there in an instant. This is no different. He shows up. Laura's got a birthday present for Steve. He opens it up, and he is blown away by this offer. Laura has given Steve a coupon for half off an entrance to cheese town sounds awesome sounds free right like she, <laughs> like she just picked she it just up like, off the counter she was grocery shopping oh, and these were sitting these there. <laughs> so that's what she's wrapped up she's I'm giving them save steve three dollars half off coupon and she tells him hey i really uh i tried to get you this party and uh He's like, don't worry, I understand. I'm Steve Urkel. I know how it is. People don't really like me. Then, surprise! Everyone jumps out of the closets. We've got... Is it just the Winslow family? Is there anyone else there? Uh, Weasel and Weasel and They are there. there. And there's, if you look very closely, there's also one of the crew members walking around in the kitchen. Is there? Like a mistake? Yeah. So they're all there for Steve's party. Everyone's excited. Everyone's hugging. And then uh, Steve goes over to hug Carl. Well, there's a wait, 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 before they, they present this big cake, this big really cool cake. cake with like an airbrushed uh, Steve Urkel on it. Yeah, it's a really great. Cake. Steve's face is right there on the cake. It's a great cake. Steve hugs Earl, Carl. Earl, geez. Carl. Steve okay. hugs Carl. 
Carl falls onto table. Cake is on table. Table collapses. Cake is smushed. Did I do that? End of episode. That's it. Credit well, scene. More of that awful duet of Shanice <laughs> and Eddie. This was an interesting episode because... <laughs> This is so. This is one of the very few episodes that I can remember where the parents, Carl and Harriet, had really nothing to do with this episode. I mean, they do the whole little college thing that lasts for thirty seconds, and that's it. Uh, but otherwise, they were not here in this episode. No, uh, no, they were. And then I was really disappointed with with Carl's face plant in the cake. I felt like he could have gone a little bit harder into that cake than he than he chose to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's family matters. We go into step by step. It's eight thirty. It's season three, episode thirteen. Bad girls is the name of the episode. JT, Cody, Brendan, and Frank are all watching a little scary movie on the TV. Then the TV starts smoking. Do you think it was Trolls? Trolls two, <laughs> the movie that they're watching. Yeah, because they mentioned milk and like aliens. You know, it's easy to like confuse aliens <sighs> with the trolls and could be could be ET. There was, was there milk in E.T. that caused problems? I don't know. That was like a big thing they were talking about. Like the milk makes them explode or something like that. TV blows up. They're in trouble. Cody he thinks it's some special effects from the movie. He doesn't realize it's actually smoking. Uh, Brennan's upset because uh, he doesn't get to see the end of the movie. Carol comes in. Everyone's upset now. Especially because they're going to miss the Baywatch mud wrestling special that's about to come on. And, uh, you know the reference here, right? No. Was there an episode? JT, Brandon Call oh. was on the first, was a regular on the first season of uh, of Baywatch. Not that episode, though, right? No, I doubt it. The Rock referenced Baywatch on Raw this week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are they? Is he going to win the Is he going to win the Royal Rumble? No, he he can go right to WrestleMania whenever he wants. Yeah, still though. Um. So what do they say? They're going to go rent a TV or something? Yeah, well, there. Yeah, so the the guys like, well, we gotta get out of here and go rent a TV. And Carol's like, no, 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 this is a great chance for us to, you know, have some time together, reconnect. Let's try this no TV thing for a while and see how it works. They didn't used to have TVs, and families got along great. I think they all just run out and go get a TV. Right. Theme song. We come back. Frank's in the kitchen. Um, he's got this oven mitt that he keeps knocking off the fridge like three times. This is a fun bit for no reason. I loved it. And I love that they like continue it through the show. I love this bit. Staple guns it right to the wall instead of trying to <laughs> magnetize it back up onto the refrigerator. He's done with it. Al gets home. She knocks off the curtains on the door. He staples those up as well. And uh, she's complaining because none of the boys want to be her friends anymore. They don't want to play sports with her anymore. And Frank's like, well, they might want to tackle you some other way. I was like, all right, that's a little <laughs> creepy. It gets really, and he gets, he like pushes that. He like gets into the the whole like, no, nah, man, they just want to make out with you. Um, Frank suggests at this point too, why don't you make some friends with some girls? You're always making friends with the guys. Find some girls that'll be friends with you. And I was like, well, all the girls care about is makeup and clothing. And Frank's like, that's not true. And then Karen comes downstairs and completely proves outright. Second time we've seen this. So that's kind of the main, I think that's the main plot in the episode that we're setting up, right? Al Al doesn't have friends. Let's find some girlfriends. We go from here to school in the cafeteria. Al is uh, trying to talk to some guys once again about basketball. They blow her off. So she goes and sits all by herself. And then these three, I mean, I call them bad girls. That's the name of the episode. Come in. Yeah. They're dressed in camo. They're um, looking bad. They, I just want to know. I just want to know the real life group of girls that the writers and costume people base these three on. Like, what? Who existed in these in the in the creators of these characters' life that they're like, we got to put them in just full camo? Have you guys seen like, the movie The Lost badges? Boys? Well, let's make them girls. <laughs> it was. It was. <clears throat> so they come in. They're like, "Hey, you want to? You want to? Can we sit with you?" I heard we heard you're pretty cool. They like know who she is. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like looking for her. We know about you. Um, Like that time you did this and that time you did this. And they're like, you want to join our group? And she's like, well, yeah, let's, I'll join your group. And they're like, not so fast. You have to take an initiation test. What were the, do you know what the questions were? I can't remember what they were. Uh, Well, I know that the answer to the first question was guns and roses. Oh, who's that. better? 
like Belle Biv DeVoe or Guns N' Roses? And she's like, Guns N' yeah. Roses. Okay, well, what about this question? If you were going to watch TV and you had the choice of Blossom or or uh, Cops, which one would you watch? That's and she's right. like, That's who's right. Blossom? You're in. What a tough test. <laughs> I like how Cops is like, if you watch Cops, you're, you're badass. What a tough test. So... It might have been America's Most Wanted. It was one of those. No, days. it was cops. You're it right. Cops. It was definitely cops. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So she's in. She's in the camo gang now, and uh, that sets up for some trouble. So the next scene, we're in the backyard oh, of the house. I just came up with a, a really good name for the for the gang. Yeah. You can't see she. You can't see she because they're in camo. They're all camo. Yeah, the John you, Cena reference. They're right, girls. Change me to she. Yeah, you. You can't see. You she. can't see. She do they do they do the wave in front of the face? Oh yeah, they do the wave in front of the face. Yeah, or do they change it a little bit because they're girls? No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Not right now. Maybe later. Okay, like in high school. So, from here, we're in the backyard. Cody's playing his guitar. That same old blues song that he always plays. JT comes over. He's bummed that he doesn't have a TV. So they sing a song about the blues and not having a TV. And then uh, one of Al's friends from this new uh, You Can't See She gang comes over, Jackie. Or You Can't She Me. What is that? Like, You Can't She Me or You Can't See She? Which one do you think is You Can't She Me? I don't know. Dude Can't See She. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. You. Yeah, no, that's more of a rock sound. Jackie comes right. over. She's probably the leader of this gang. She's oh, looking yeah, for definitely, Al. Definitely. She wants to come hang out, we suppose. And uh, yeah, she goes in the house. She goes in the kitchen. Um, she's looking for Al. Karen's like, uh, hi, random camo girl. Go upstairs. She's up there. And so she goes upstairs. Dana tells her mom, hey, you should watch out for this Jackie girl. She's trouble. She's done a lot of bad things at the school. I don't remember what they say. Like, literally. I mean, it's pretty much it. She's got a bad reputation. She skips the tension. She lights stuff on fire. I don't know. Um, smokes in the bathroom. I think she says she's trouble. Frank's like, Oh, don't worry. Al's a smart girl. She's not going to be influenced by Jackie. And then seconds later, Al comes downstairs dressed exactly like Jackie and talking just like Jackie. And then they go off to the movies. You did miss one little thing that has nothing to do with the main story, but it goes back to this gag that I like where at some point during this conversation, Carol's just like, hey, can you get me the pot holder? Uh, uh, Excuse me. Dana asked for the pot holder. Carol goes to get it off and (laughs) tries to pull it off the wall and it's stapled. Frank blames it on JT. I know it's stupid and totally not. It's good. But it's good. It's just a little gag that for whatever reason they were like, let's just do this. Just do this. Yeah. So from here, we got a scene in the living room. Frank's still missing, not having TV. And uh, Carol tries to pull a uh, family board game time. She's got a bunch of games. She's getting the whole family in there. Karen and Dana show up. She's showing everyone the options that they have. And uh, just trying to get them to pick a game. No one wants to play, except for Mark. He saw a trivia game that he wants to play. Carol gets upset that no one wants to play. She spent all day planning this big old board game, which probably took two seconds to go grab him from the garage. And uh, she's like, fine. If you uh, don't want to play games, then why don't you just leave? And then everyone leaves. Great, Great job, Carol. Um, after this, we... Um, Go to a like a next day, right? I don't think it's the same day anymore. Al's uh, heading out to go hang out with Jackie once again. Frank's like, hey, we need to talk about this Jackie girl. Because now he's getting worried. Um, <clears throat> those things that Dana said might be true. And, uh... Well, and, and uh, it seems like... I don't know if you said this. You broke up for a little, a quick second. But she's also... You know, Al's been waiting... Or Al's been missing curfew... Um, and just like multiple times. Yeah, like progressively getting later and later. She's like 15 minutes yeah. late and then 30 minutes late. Yeah. And, and Frank's getting tired of it. So um, he's like, she says, don't worry, dad. I promise I won't be late anymore. And he's right. like, okay, this is pretty much your last chance, but go ahead. Go out with Jackie. So next scene, it's much later. It's 11 p.m. Her curfew is nine. She's still not home. This is a big deal. Uh. Frank is just pacing the living room. Carol's trying to calm him down. She gets home and Frank is pissed. Like he is yeah. yelling at her. And he's like, you said you'd be home. I told you not to hang out with her. You're not. This is it. You're not hanging out with her. You're just late all the time. You don't listen to us anymore. And and what really sets him off is Al's like, dad, you just need to chill. Well, she's also like, I don't think kids should have a curfew anyways. 
And he says, that's it. You can't hang out with Jackie anymore. And I was like, oh, yeah? Well, you can tell me, like, to be home at certain times and stuff like that. But you can't tell me who to be friends with. And she storms Blow out off. parent fight number two. Yeah, pissed. Um, from here we go to the backyard. Al and her friends are rocking out to some Jesse Frederick music on the boombox. <laughs> Dana gets home, turns off the uh, boombox, and this is where we get our diss of the week. Hmm. Music to rob a convenience store by. <laughs> Good luck on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> so, All right. Dana's proved her point. She goes inside. One of the random uh, you can't see she girls is like, hey, we should start a heavy metal band. And they're like, yeah, I've got drums. Yeah, I've got a keyboard. And, he, and the other girl's like, I know where a guitar is. Because earlier in the episode, Cody had his guitar out. They saw it. It's in his van. And Jackie's like, why don't we just steal his guitar? Al, you can do it. And I was like, I don't want to steal his guitar. And they're like, well. He's my cousin. If you want to be in a heavy metal band, you better steal his guitar. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'll do it. Do it. I'm in. They open I'm up, in. They open up the van. She grabs the guitar. She's holding it in her hand. Cody gets home. They all run. Well, the rest of the You Can't See She Gang runs off. Al's there, guitar in hand. And Cody just looks disappointed. He knows what happened. He goes inside. Well, she, she tells him that she, hey, Cody, I'm just going to borrow it. And he's like, it's okay. You can just keep it as long as you need it. And then he goes inside. She follows him in, tells him the truth. Cody, I wasn't really going to borrow your guitar. I was going to steal it so I could be in a heavy metal band. We were going to quit school and not go to college and write music and become famous. <laughs> I know, little dude. It's all right. You can borrow as long as you need to borrow it. And she's like, I don't know what to do, Cody. I just can't make friends. These new friends are trouble. And he's like, you know what the problem is? You're just too cool for ninth grade. And her dad gets home in the middle of this conversation. Uh, Al and Frank, well, I think Al apologizes to Frank. Like, I didn't mean to get in an argument. I didn't mean to like And then uh, she's like, I don't think I'm going to hang out with Jackie anymore. And he's like, I think that's a good idea. They hug it out, and they're like, it's tough making friends and stuff, especially your age, but eventually, you'll have a whole bunch of friends. Yes. And that's it. That's it. Uh, Credit scene. Uh, The guys are all asleep in front of the TV. Carol comes in, uh, turns the TV off, uh, and then after she walks away, they start waking up, and... uh, they think it's broken again because the TV's off when they wake up, and then they eventually turn it back on, and I think they watch Baywatch. Is that They right? do. They yeah. turn it on, that's Baywatch. Yeah. 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 So that's step-by-step. Step. Uh, we didn't go into 9 o'clock. I, would see, I wanted to see Al break the news to the to the You Can't She Me gang and uh, let's see what they have to do to like to like jump her out or anything. Like If she has to answer a series of questions to be let go from the gang. Now we must fight in a TLC match. Boy Meets World, Season 1, Episode 12, Once in Love with Amy. We start off, Eric and Corey, they're in the kitchen. Um, Eric's getting off the phone. He was talking to some girl. They talk, uh, Corey and Eric talk about girls for a little bit. And then uh, Amy is just like rushing to get stuff together. She's got to head to work. She's making sure everything's straight. Um, Alan's trying to like give her like a flower and be sweet with her. Be but sweet. He's she's trying just, to be sweet. She's just in so much of a rush that he's, she's not really paying attention to everything that he's trying to do. Grabs a coffee that he made for her and runs out the door. Right. Um, during this part too, we do find out that um, the babysitter isn't able to watch Morgan tonight. So, and both the parents are going to be gone doing things. So Eric has volunteered to watch Morgan and they've got 20 bucks from the parents to order some pizza. Yep, and then as everybody leaves, Morgan comes down and and goes to her oatmeal, and it is solidified into one giant ball. So they're finally got on the uh, the cereal spoon gag that all the other TJF shows do. We did it. All right, theme song, come back. We're now in Feeney's class, and uh, I was a little confused 
uh, does Feeny teach all the subjects, or was this like just a math? Uh, you don't remember like an elementary then... school? Yeah, yeah, like an no, elementary school where yeah, like all we ever see him teaching is like history normally. I feel like we've seen him teach English, maybe English and geography. Okay, um, this is I guess the first math time that I can remember. All right, so um, <clears throat> we're in Feeny's class. He gives this math problem. Uh, what is it like? If this guy starts washing a car, if this guy washes a car, it takes him six minutes to wash it. This guy washes right. a car, it takes him eight minutes to wash it. How long does it take to wash a car if they're both washing it together? And Corey instantly like, I know the answer. And uh, Corey's like, it's seven. And Feeney's like, it's seven at the exact same time. They're like, they he knows exactly what Corey's gonna say. And right, right. Minkus is like, I know the answer, and like tells Minkus he's wrong. Which sets Minkus off. He's he's like, what? Gotta go to the I can't be wrong. Nurse. Yeah, I need to go to the nurse. He runs off. Um, we find out Feeney's not interested in the answer, but he's interested in how that they are getting to the answer. And then Topanga's like, starts channeling this ancient Egyptian god, the first person who ever answered this question, shows Feeney her work, what she discovered from this uh, experience. And Feeney's like, you're right. And Corey's mad because... Uh, she, he says she was cheating because she was channeling off the dead guy, and uh, he just doesn't get it. I'm more impressed that she knew who who it was that answered the question like the very first time. Yeah, especially um, what kind of Egyptian cars were back then. So yeah, it's nighttime now. We're back at the house. Corey and Sean are in the kitchen, still talking about this math problem. Sean is uh, just thrilled that Minkus got it wrong. Minkus comes over. He looks like he is just a mess still. He's he's like he's like a half of like a fifth in of vodka and ripped like, out half of his hair. Been up all night just like smoking cigarettes and like it's a he's a mess. He's yeah. a hot mess. It is completely driving him crazy that he can't get to the right answer. And uh, Amy comes in getting ready to head out for her bowling league for the nights. Um, she sets- well a little bit before right before that. Uh, Corey mentions that she's going to bowling. He's like, well, bowling? Bowling's been been over for like six weeks now. My mom was in it. And Corey's like, no, no, no. She's going to bowling. And then Amy comes downstairs. She's like, I'm going to bowling. Yeah. I mean, she's got her bowling bag. She sits on the counter. She runs back upstairs to grab one more thing. And then they go and discover that that bowling bag does not have a bowling ball in it. It's real light. They open it up. There's a pair of high heel shoes and a dress inside. So they think something is going on and they're going to figure it out. Well, clearly something is going on. She's, I mean, she's not going bowling, that's for sure. So, Corey and Eric are getting worried. They're like, oh no, what if there's a problem going on with mom and dad? Like, what if that's what's going on? And Sean suggests, well, why don't you guys follow your mom, spy on her, see where she's going, and then try to figure it out. And I'll stay here with Morgan. And they're like, all right, let's do it. So they run off. They're going to go. They're going to go follow their mom. Yeah, and... Morgan's going to hang out with Sean. Yep. That's the next scene. Sean and Morgan playing cards. He's teaching her how to play uh, poker. She gets a full house. She doesn't know it's a full house. Um, Sean has to say, oh, you got a full house. And she's like, oh, the Olsen twins. I love those two. <laughs> and then Alan gets home. Sean tries to cover for uh, Corey and Eric. But uh, he's like, we got to talk. Let me go put Morgan to bed. And then we got some talking to do. So he goes upstairs with Morgan. Eric and Corey get home in the meantime. And they're like, saw mom dancing at a club with another guy. And Sean's like, uh-oh, I'm leaving. Eric and Corey, they don't know what to do. They don't know if they should tell their dad. They don't know how they should tell him. Dad comes back downstairs. Ugh. And uh, they tell him, right? They do. They do. Uh, Corey, and it's, it's, it's kind of funny because Corey's like trying not trying his hardest to like not say anything. He's like got his hand over his mouth. He's freaking out, trying not to say anything. Eric's trying to like ease into it. Uh, and yeah, eventually they just, they just. Tell yeah, I, don't, I didn't know where they were going at this point. <clears throat> oh, you didn't? No, this because... seems like an obvious storyline to me. What what Corey said was like uh, that he didn't actually see his mom. He just saw and recognized her shoes from like the window because they've got some weird windows. So I thought they were going to. Well, go. because the point is what they're setting up here is that they know it was her because of what she was wearing, but they didn't see. They couldn't see the guy. Basically, what they're trying to start here is they couldn't see the guy. What so I thought they, they were going identify. with is like mom let someone else borrow it like her clothes oh, no, or no. something. And then that person was dancing and they thought they saw her mom, but it was actually just the person borrowing the clothes. It's what I thought they were no. going with. 
I'm wrong. Amy gets home. <laughs> Alan and Amy go outside to talk, and apparently they were both in on it. So they both just went out on a date night, didn't tell the kids. Well, and it seems like this is something that they have been doing for a while now because they I mean, at least like six weeks that he that she's not had bowling and she, they've been using this time for themselves, which is great. Yeah. Eric and Corey are freaking out upstairs. They don't know. They can't hear this conversation. So they don't know what's going on. Uh, their mom comes upstairs to talk to the two of them. And she tells them that uh, she went to the club and that other person was their dad, that they all they the two of them just went out on a date together and the guys are, the two boys are like real confused. They're like, what? Why did you both lie to me? And then she explains that part of like keeping the relationship fresh for them is like doing things that feel a little dangerous and romantic. So they do yep. this to, to keep a little spark going. And Corey thinks it's gross and uh, that it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so after this... <clears throat> Uh, well, I guess she's still explaining. Like uh, she's like, well, when you're adults, uh, things aren't as simple as right and wrong. There's a gray area that is definitely involved in life. Yeah, but this is also not a right and wrong situation. That was a little bit much. I feel like uh, we go back to the school. Uh, Minkus is just doing this like giant math problem equation yeah, on the board go to before. A style. Yeah, before class even starts, the bell rings. The class and Feeney come in. And Feeney asks about this car wash problem again. He like he asked the question, and Corey's like, "Mr. Feeney, I understand now. It's not what the answer is. It's you just have to think differently to get there." And I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what he says, but Feeney's impressed that uh, Corey has realized that the importance is like thinking differently is what he was trying to prove. Right. Which is why Topanga got it right because she was the one that was thinking differently. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> Topanga like looks back at Corey and he, she's like, "So Corey, did your spirit guide give you the answer?" And he's like, "Yeah, my mom." And that's the end of the episode. Sweet, sweet credit sweet scene. Uh, Minkus is still doing math on the board. Then, because uh, like he had mentioned that like, oh, maybe I just figured out like the yeah. He thinks he solved <laughs> time travel. And as he's uh, writing on the board, he teleports, and I'm like, oh, didn't Travis say that he only was on a couple more episodes? Is this how they're writing him off? This That's is what am- I thought, too. Yeah, this yeah. is amazing if he just time travels off the episode. But then he comes right back. Show. Yeah. Then he comes right back. And then he teleports again. I'm like, yes, it's still here. And then he teleports right back. And that's this. Well, is- each time, though, too, he's talking, he's like, there's a, he like kind of starts over again and he's talking about like time loops and how, well, you know, is this a time loop? Blah, 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 blah. He doesn't realize what's going on, though. Yeah. I'm just excited that this is how they write him off, but then they don't. How many episodes did you know, he, was this his last episode? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Oh. It's coming. Up. I mean, he's he's a he's a credited cast member for the entire season. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought you said he was like done, done. Okay. No, he's coming. I mean, he's almost done. he's almost done. Um, but the thing that's like the whole joke here is that he's like solving this problem. He's talking about like time loops and time travel, and and it just like, keeps looping. And he keeps looping, but then he's like, nah, this can't work. Because he doesn't know he's looping. He has no idea what's going on. He just keeps starting to loop over again. And so he's like, nah, this can't be it. And he erases this whole equation that he just did that is, in fact, like the equation for time travel. It's good. So, I not, liked it. Um, yeah. A couple other things about this episode. Just just like little small like kind of things. First of all, Feeney ends up saying like there is no real solution to this problem. Like his whole point is, like you said, it's it's your thought process, not that there's an answer. He says there's no answer. That's not true. The internet has shown oh. like there are, there are multiple people online who are like, yes, there's an answer. This is the answer. Um, I, so I agree. I don't know. I don't agree with the internet on this because we don't know well, how wrong. much you're, each person. We don't know how much each person's watching. We don't. You're wrong. Like you're if wrong. they split you're, it you're, equally and they're each watching half of a car, then there's an answer. There's an answer. There's people not. who know how to do math. People no, who are, no, who are smarter no, it than doesn't. No, I. no, there's no answer. I agree. With, answer. I agree with Feeney. What's the answer then? Uh, it's on it's on there's no there's no there's no correct answer there's no correct answer to this there is there is there is we have Um, no idea how much of each part of the car washes like I think Minkus or somebody says like what if he just watches just the hubcap and this person does this it's going to be faster no there's an answer um disagree the other little fun thing in this episode is the name of the restaurant that all this this happens at is La Bougia which Mm -hmm. is the uh the Italian word for lie so, oh, that's yeah, good. just kind of a, a fun little Easter egg that they put in there. 
9.30, it's Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Season 2, Episode 13. For whom the heck the bell tolls. It starts off, we've got Coop and Tyler and Nicole. They're in the kitchen. Tyler's looking for food. He can't find any, so he's like, you guys don't have any good food, and he leaves. And then uh, Coop and Ty- and uh, Nicole like have food hiding. So ha-ha. Yeah, they're like, like, we know Tyler raids the fridge, so we hide food where he can't reach it. Uh, Geneva gets home with groceries. Coop's pretty excited that he got two. She got two pounds of Velveeta cheese, and uh, Vanessa gets home. And well, Geneva's complaining about like men at the grocery store, like not giving her attention, pretty much. And then, or like just straight up being rude to her. Yeah. And then Vanessa gets home, and that same bag boy that like wouldn't bag her groceries the right way has now carried her uh, Vanessa's groceries all the way home to the house. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like walks in, hey guys. And Nicole's confused. She's like, Mom, why why do men only help some women? And then this is where like Coop jumps in, like explains how Vanessa just uh she's kind of like seeking for that male assistance or male attention, I guess. And like the way she dresses and she does her nails and things she says. And I mean, that's going on, but really Geneva also just wants a man at this point. Yeah, she's she's lonely. Theme song, come back. We're in well, the... We also, just a note, Thad shows up. We don't see him, but Thad is there to pick Vanessa up on a date. I think worth mentioning. We're in the kitchen. Geneva um, asks Nicole to take out the trash. She does not do so right away. Um, but now Nicole is pretending to do things like Vanessa was doing. Like, I can't open this peanut butter jar. And Tyler's like, oh, I can help you do it. Like, she's kind of flirting with Tyler, but at the same trying trying to manipulate Tyler to doing things that she wants him to do for her. And it's working. And he ends up taking out the trash for her. Takes out the trash, opens the peanut butter. Um, Coop gets home at this point, too. And uh, I think this is just setting up that now he's also teaching drama at the school? Correct. Yeah, he is now subbing for the drama, drama class. And that's where we go next. We're in this drama class. Coop's teaching. All the usuals are in the class. And uh, yep. Coop Coop uh, tells them that people act all the time. You're acting all the time when you're trying to get a job, when you're trying to meet a girl. Like everyone's always acting. And yeah. uh, hey, hope- real quick, you did miss one thing that I think is is important here. Okay. Because this is before the drama class starts. Is when Mark gets the letter that Marvin, Mr. Marvin Pickett, is passed. There was, away. yeah, yeah. And um, and Mark's like, I don't know who that is. Who's that guy? Yep. So he got a letter from someone saying someone's dead. Coop kind of blows it off because he. Had, says he doesn't know who it is so cut to classroom drama class none of the drama guys class care. they don't care coop gives a homework assignment he's like i want everyone to create a character and then go out in the real world and act like they're that character this is the episode i wanted to see oh it is the episode of the kids uh, that 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 assignment oh you want to see everyone acting like other characters yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh some nerdy guy walks in and uh, uh i can't remember if it was andre or Irvin, but someone says Oh, Urkel's already taken. Like, good reference. <laughs> and then they start leaning real heavy into the Urkel. Yeah. And then we find out that this nerdy guy is Marvin Pickett, the guy that died from the letter. It's his son showing up after class. Apparently, Coop was a really good friend of this uh, Leonard Pickett. And uh, his dad, Marvin's dad, Leonard, had this book that was like, uh, I don't know, like a a scrapbook. 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 Sure, sure, sure. That uh, he wanted to pass on to Coop because he thought Coop would really appreciate it since he and his dad were such good friends. But, of course, yep. Coop doesn't yeah, Mark even know looks who this at guy it is. It's, it's, yeah, but Mark looks at it and it's like pictures of his uh, the high school basketball team. Yeah. So Coop's real confused. Uh, we go back to the house. Um, he's still looking at this book, trying to figure out who Leonard Pickett is. Leonard's the kid or Leonard's the adult? Leonard is the kid. Marvin is the dad. Marvin's the dad. Okay. So he's still trying to figure out who is Marvin Pickett's and uh, Vanessa comes in. Her and Nicole are dressed in like matching outfits now. Like, Is this the leopard print outfit? This is the leopard one at first. Um, Nicole is just doing everything that Vanessa's doing and Geneva does not like it. No. This is not, not like the all. Vanessa influence. The phone rings. Um, it's, uh, it's Leonard. Leonard it's on the Leonard. phone, right? And he's like, well, we don't hear him talk. We hear Coop talk like, yeah, anytime you're in your neighborhood, just feel free to stop by. And like while he's still on the phone, the doorbell rings and uh, Leonard is there at the door. Very much like everyone. Steve Urkel. Uh, Coop tells him that uh, he or no, uh, Coop doesn't rem- like he's like 
trying not to tell Leonard that he doesn't remember his dad, but he's like trying to get like hints to try to figure out who his dad is. Right. He's trying to be like, how did we meet? What did, what was, what's the story? What do yeah. you know? He just doesn't want to tell Leonard. And Leonard says, uh, I would really like since you and my dad were so close that you would give the eulogy at dad's funeral. And Coop's like, oh, no, I'm in I'm in a tough spot now. I, I don't remember who this guy is. How am I going to give a eulogy? And uh, we do find out here, though, that we now know for sure that Marvin Pickett was Coop's assistant coach in the 11th grade. Correct. Correct. That's all we know. And Leonard's like, hey, you think it would be cool if I come over to the school and hang out? I'd love to see dad's old stomping grounds. And Coop's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. Um, Coop still trying to get out of this eulogy thing. He uh, then talks to Geneva about it, and then this is bad. This is at you, you missed you, you missed two a couple of things. I want to go back to yeah. real quick during this whole thing. Uh, so first of all, while he's there, Leonard breaks a vase. He's very klutzy. Like they're like we're, we're establishing that he is a very klutzy guy, also mm-hmm. like Urkel. But when he breaks the vase, he specifically gives us a "Did I do that?" It's very subtle. It's not a Urkel. Did I do that? But he says, "Did I do that?" Which I another call back to Urkel. Um, we also find out how Marvin died, uh, which was evidently Marvin was also kind of cursed and clumsy. And, and we see we find out that he was like in a full body cast in one of the pictures in the book. But he, I just thought it was funny. He died because he was struck by lightning while taking his publisher's clearinghouse entry form out to the mailbox to enter the publisher's clearinghouse. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're at the school so we're now. At the school. Yep. Mark's talking to Geneva about this eulogy thing. PJ comes in and um, she's mad because she uh, Coop didn't really give any guidelines for this uh, street acting homework assignment. And people are doing crazy stuff. Like someone's trying to be the dinosaur from uh, Jurassic Park and spits on her. And uh, she's like, you really got to handle this class. And then Leonard's there listening and he's like, you need to give this man some respect. Mark Cooper is a legend. He is the best teacher you'll ever have. And uh, I don't know who you are, Missy, but uh, you really should respect him. And then she gets mad that he called her Missy. And uh, I don't she's know. just taken aback by the whole situation. Like she has no idea what's going on. And eventually she's like, fine. Sorry, Mark. My bad. Can I get a raise? No. Um, You're going to be gone and gone soon enough yeah and then uh mark still can't tell leonard the truth about knowing his dad and we go right from there to the funeral we're at uh we're at marvin's funeral mark still of course doesn't remember who he is he's got to give this eulogy he's like asking around like different attendees what they remember if they have any good memories and one guy doesn't speak english and one lady doesn't seem like she's even at the right funeral and he can't get anything no help for (laughs) for coop at this point he is he is he is, yeah, tough luck, man. Um, for some reason, Coop has also invited Vanessa, Geneva, and Nicole all to this funeral. Uh, Nicole and Vanessa are dressed identical again. They both sit in the front row, leaving Geneva off to the back somewhere. And Coop is just still trying to get something to work with for this eulogy, and uh, no one's helping. And then uh, Leonard introduces Mark to the crowd for his eulogy. Yeah, it's time. And Coop starts, and uh, I mean, it's a good eulogy, but it's so general. Like, it could be about anyone. Like, he just kind of, like, making it super general just to get through well, it at the, this point. Yeah, that's the smart strategy. That's what I, exactly what I would have done. Then he starts singing, like, I've Got Sunshine by The Temptations, and uh, it's weird, I guess. But uh, he gets through that's- it. It seems like people like it, and uh, he ends it with, like, all I really know about your dad is that he was a great guy because he's got such a great son. And that's, that's kind of how he ends it off. Right. Uh, It was, it ended up being very sweet. It ended up being very sentimental and, and talking, you know, really more about, about Leonard and about how he's a good guy, which is, you know, that's great. Uh, We're now at the house. Nicole is done dressing like Vanessa. She's had enough of that. Uh, Mark is a little upset still because he still doesn't remember Marvin Doorbell rings. It's uh, some of Coop's students, uh, Irvin and uh, Isaac. Isaac. No, not Isaac. Irvin. The new Asian Andre. boy from the uh, team Andre. that I yeah. can't remember his uh, name. Sammy? Sam, that sounds right. Yeah. Sammy. It is right. Um, it's Sammy. They all come in and uh, tells them 
hey guys, you need to stick with school, go to college. <laughs> Very much like uh, like Eddie Winslow. Yeah, don't count on uh, going pro basketball. You need to stick with uh, college because I mean, you gotta remember me. Like, uh, if I wouldn't have broke my toe, then I wouldn't have had gone to college. And he's like, wait a minute, broke my toe. That's who it is. Marvin is the guy that dropped the shot put on my foot and broke my toe. And if he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have got a college education. And then the episode literally ends right there with that with that re- moment. That reveal. Yep. He has everything he has. You can think. You can think uh, Marvin for. End of episode. Credit scene. Coop is telling Nicole that Tyler says that men make better Sundays than women. And then Nicole says, oh, no, they don't. And she's like, this is how you make a good Sunday. You put ice cream. And then she put, like, jelly in it. And I was like, mm, that's Jelly? I get it. I get it. It sounds pretty good. And then some, like, yeah. wet whipped cream. And she's like, see, this is how you make the perfect Sunday. And then she heads off. And it was all a trick. Mark just wanted to eat that Sunday himself. He took it right from Tyler, too. See you, Tyler. My Sunday. That's it. That's the end of the episode. That's the end of TGIF this week. We had a full week, and we will now rank the episodes like we do every week. I don't think it was that strong of a week. Yeah, it wasn't, but it wasn't horrible. Um, I can go first. Go I'm putting Family Matters at four, Coop at three, Boy Meets World at two, and Step by Step at one. Okay, um, I'll agree with you on Family Matters at four. I think I'm going to put... I think I'm going to put Step by Step at, at three, Boy Meets World at two, and Hang on Mr. Cooper at one. Yeah, I think the reason I put uh, Step by Step at one is I appreciate that they're like uh, giving Al like, a lot of screen time now. I think she's great. Um, I, mean, I appreciate this, this that. Was, this was an Al episode, for sure. I just didn't feel like there was a lot... Like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't, it just wasn't, there wasn't, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't funny. And like, like when you don't have a funny episode, you have like a serious episode, right? And there, while they this had wasn't the, like, really the, either. the fight, like it, like the stakes weren't there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a, like a true Eddie Carl, like where the episode The stakes were literally like, you fight. can't hang out with this girl you met two yeah. days ago. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, it just, it didn't do much for me. Um, I liked Hang Mr. Cooper because I liked the, I, I just kind of liked the storyline. I thought it was kind of unique. Um, and Especially from what we normally see on TGIF. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was kind of bored with the episode, but eh, whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, that's fair. What do we got coming up next week? So a little bit of a, Things are going to get wacky, Steve. So you got to bear with me and, and use the tools that I've made for us. What's back? Keep track of what Dinosaurs or something? Nothing's back, but uh, we only have three episodes next week. Okay. We have Family Matters Season 5, Episode 14. Boy Meets World Season 1, Episode 13. Step by Step. Season three, episode fourteen, Hang on, Mr. Cooper evidently was uh, had a rerun week. So three episodes. Is it Family in that Matters, order Boy next World, week? Did they change step. the order on us or no? That's the same order. Family Matters. Boy, oh, I did. I did change that. Uh, I don't know. I gotta look. Maybe they did change the order and I didn't pick up on that. Um, I, I'll, I'll have to look into that. I'll let you know. But they might have. They might have the time. They very well might have switched the time slots for Boy Meets World and Step by Step. Um, I'll need to look at that real before next week's episode. All right. to change that up. Three episodes, the next episode of Family Matters, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World next week on the show. Yep, yep, yep. I can look real quick. I got a little... I got a little uh, While you're doing that, thank you to uh, 10 Untouchable for the theme song, TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version of the theme song, at TGIFcast on all social media. If you want to follow us for updates... Cons are starting early this year. They're starting like in March. March. So we will have updates of everywhere that we're going to be that you can see us live. Then you can come out and do just that. Yes, you can. Yeah, and it does look like in 94 they did switch the, the according they to the did. one little tool I've got, that they did switch it. And it is Boy Meets World at 830 and uh, Step by Step is now a 9 o'clock show. So we'll have to switch that up as we as we watch. We'll Interesting. Keep that in mind. I mean, I guess the cast of Step by Step is getting older. So, I mean, it's a later crowd, maybe. And then, like, it's a younger cast in Boy Meets World. Yeah, I mean, it definitely skews in those directions. So that, that makes sense, right? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, so got all that. We did that. We did that. I think that's it for this week. Cool, man. Uh, I, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? All good. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night, and the mood is right. We gonna have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. Thank God. It's Friday. Thank God. It's Friday. Thank God. 
it's Friday. As far as friends go, family matters most. Like Carl's Winslow, look in my window, but don't you clamor. I got a full house, like DJ Canna, step by step. I'm a perfect stranger, so sit back, relax, there's no fear of danger. Did I do that? Have mercy. Don't be ridiculous, it's only 8.30. Got it, dude? Now cut it out. TGIF is what it's all about. We gon' have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. Thank God it's Friday. How's my weekend gonna be? Well, super. Watching reruns of Mr. Belvedere and hanging with Mr. Cooper. It's a retro flashback on a fast track to a laugh track. Audience will clap back after every scene. The 80s and the 90s were lit when I was a teen. This weekend, I'll be deep in the deep end. Watching a Laura and Stefan sequence. Stephanie Tanner in a silver sequence. Belky doing the dance of joy. Hello, world. It's time to meet your boy. Sister, sister, read all about it. Tragedy Elliot Ness on a podcast. Don't doubt it. And you know what time it is. So sit back, relax, get your popcorn. It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. It's Friday night and the mood is right. We're gonna have some fun. Let me show you how it's done. It's Friday. TGIF, it's Friday. Hey. Tragedy Elliot Ness. TBA Podcast.